Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening and happy holidays to all the fans of the Rattledge Broadcasting Network. This is Source Material Live. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And ho, 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 do we have an episode for you tonight. It's our annual holiday-themed show here on Source Material Live. And we have a special holiday-themed comic that we're going to share with you this evening. I am, of course, not alone. Here to bring you holiday cheer, riding in on Dominic the donkey, waving his Italian jingle bells. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Chris Sheehan. How do you do, sir? Hey, it's uh, it's been a long time since I've done a uh, Christmas special. It's very, very nice to be here. And uh, I mean, I've got tomes in front of me here that I've had to blow dust off of because... I mean, there's a core tenet to this holiday, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people say that this holiday's gotten too commercial. And you can agree with that, right? I mean, every every week is a Black Friday nowadays, right? It's we got to <laughs> spend money, got to spend money. But people forget what this holiday's really all about. And it comes down to one word. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody here, but that word is distrusity. <laughs> and uh, we are here to dig deep on the power of distrusity. There's a saying, I mean, this is writ 
everywhere you could see it. I, I'm thinking of having this tattooed somewhere on my body. Dreams are the movies that tell one's story. Some already told, some not yet written. <sighs> I've got chills. I've chills. Uh, now, where are you getting that from? I'm getting that from uh, from the by, no, not the by, uh, the inside front cover of Warrior Number One. Oh yes, the Ultimate Warrior, the late Ultimate Warrior, um, was responsible for unleashing unto the world a four-issue plus the one we're going to talk about tonight, totaling five-issue comic book called Warrior. Yep, yep. <laughs> Through his own company, Ultimate Creations. Mm-hmm. Back in the mid-90s, about 1996, and he was pushing this comic on Monday Night Raw during his, uh, f- after he got finished burying Triple H. Mm-hmm. Did Triple H ever really recover from WrestleMania 12? Where uh, I've never seen him since. No, the Ultimate Warrior no-sold his pedigree, jumped mm-hmm. right back up like it had no effect on him, and uh, and that was it. Triple, you know... And, and Triple tri- H is H- never seen again. No, and he, and he still goes on shoot interviews and complains about it, about how the yep. warrior wouldn't sell for him and how it affected his career. Poor it's bastard. done deal. Yeah, him and Shane Douglas just have a really hard time. They're on the yep. same circuit. Yeah, absolutely. They have all the reason in the world to hate the WWE. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, speaking of <laughs> snorting, the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior put out this comic book back in the 90s that he pushed on Raw. It didn't last very long. Like I said, it only lasted four issues. But we're looking at a special Christmas-themed issue of Warrior that came mm-hmm. out on December 1st, 1996. There's no writer, Chris. There's no writer. Lots there of pencilers. No yeah. lots, of, lots of pencilers, but no writer. However, uh, so this is a collection of pinup pictures featuring Warrior in Christmas-themed situations. Mm-hmm. There's no actual storyline, and it does not. Oh, and this is important. Doesn't connect. It doesn't do. It. And, yes. and you know, I'm flipping through uh, Warrior Number One here, and um, the only difference between this one and the one we're looking at today, the one we're looking at today, and Warrior Number One, is that there are words in this one. They're all just big splash pages. It's uh, very, very reminiscent, and, and it doesn't make story sense. So it's a. Uh, it maybe they just forgot to put the words in this one. Maybe there is a story here. That we just don't know. I I have to find this comic book. My goal in 2021 is not to lose weight. It's not to stay healthy. It's to find this. It's to find these warrior issues so that we can talk about them together. This... I've never seen one in the wild before. I only got this one because it came polybagged with a WWF magazine back in 1996. Yeah, that and... warrior number one was everywhere for a hot minute. Um, <laughs> they they were pushing it hard. No one bought the thing. But no. it was, but it was you know available, and sure. you know they sent it everywhere for people to to buy. And I you love might actually you might actually misinterpret it, and you might think it's an image book. <laughs> you really might because it looks a lot like an image book of the day. I love the Ultimate Warrior. I really do. I know like Jim Cornette hates them, and that you know they did an entire DVD, which they've then you know if if one can retcom a real life DVD, the WWE has tried. Oh yeah, uh, big time. Um, you know, when they put the Warrior in the Hall of Fame, they really went out of their way to go, well, we weren't getting along, but it was like, a, it was, it, the WWE acted to the Ultimate Warrior like a mad girlfriend on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we weren't getting along at the time, and so we buried the guy. That's it. 
Um, <laughs> but now we're trying to get him in the Hall of Fame, so he's not all that bad. Yeah, he's, he's okay. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I love the Ultimate Warrior and everything, but this comic book, Jesus Christ. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through this page by page, and we're going to describe in vascular detail. That has been the phrase that pays over the past week as I've mm-hmm. been pumping this episode up. We're going to describe in vascular detail each and every one of these pages. And now here's the trick with this book. Um, every pinup or so has a different uh, has it has a different penciler. Mm-hmm. So we will share that with you as we proceed through this. But I can't start describing these panels to you, these splash pages, without reading you a special message from presumably the Ultimate Warrior himself. Before you, before you do that, can I can I share with the people the actual dictionary definition of distrusity? Because I please do. do. I'm putting this down. You have my rapt attention. Okay, distrusity. Pronounced distrusity. Trifold in its definition, therefore meaning one, the name of the galaxy in warrior wherein the quote terrain of testament lies. Two, the living of one's life in the way of a warrior according to a warrior's eight disciplines, <clears throat> which are as follows one, physical, two, beliefs, three, moment of mastery. Four, attitude. Five, commitment. Six, association. Seven, integrity. Eight, wisdom. Now, three, the third definition of distrusity, trifold, remember. The creating of a truce between one's destiny and one's reality. Promising to stay true to what one is destined to be, yet accepting what is the now, dot, 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 one's reality. The ultimate warrior is so pretty. He shouldn't. <laughs> he shouldn't talk. This is listed as warrior rights from Warrior's World. What? <laughs> that, that's what it says on this page. Warrior rights from Warrior's World. Oh, has there been another wrestler in history <laughs> that reaches this level of crazy, combined with this level of full of shit? It's usually one or the other, not both. <laughs> I think that's what makes him special, don't you think? He's the he's the one thing in the middle of the Venn diagram. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the logo, the, the symbol, the warrior symbol in the middle of the uh, Venn diagram of full of shit. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and read to you the story he told about his invisible friend growing up, because that's in the book, too. Is it re- oh, save it for when we review the book. Yeah, we'll save that, though, because uh, we want the people to come back. We want to whet your appetites just by saying Warrior had an invisible friend that he didn't give a name to right away. But uh, we'll save that for later. I really feel like they should have worked harder. Get, with this knowledge that you're now sharing with me, and we will delve <laughs> deeper into this when we review the Warrior comic at some point in 2021. This is oh, my certainly. goal. But... If it was known in 96 that he had an invisible friend, (laughs) they should have worked harder in the 2000s to do Shawn Michael and God versus the warrior and and, his invisible friend. His unnamed invisible friend. For the tag team titles. Oh, God. 
I, I mean, I don't know what like we know. I mean, not not to go too far into the weeds into just actual professional wrestling discussion here, but do you think if Warrior and WWE didn't have their little schism, you know, where Warrior no showed because his I was going to say which died, one, the SummerSlam split, the the one where uh, Psycho Sid came in to replace him at the International Incident, and we never oh, saw him again. Okay, so the '96 split, the latest one, yeah, yeah. Like if Warrior didn't leave. Do you think that Raw and eventually SmackDown and eventually the other weekly show they'd have because, I mean, the WWE would be so much larger than it currently is if Warrior had stayed. Sure. But do you think that the tenets of Distrucity would be, like, strewn throughout the show? Do you, like, think he'd be, like, talking, like, preaching to people about Distrucity? First like of all, taking kids out of the crowd and sitting them down and anointing them with distrucity. First of all, I think that they that the USA Network would have demanded another show because yes. you know SmackDown started on UPN mm-hmm. when that was the thing. But USA, if they had kept Warrior for more than just a cup of coffee in 1996 and had kept him, you know, and he went into, they would have just signed the whole channel over to them, right? Well, they, yes, start slowly, and they would have demanded Wednesday night dist- uh, WWE Wednesday night districity. I think so. I think, I think so. You know, now that I say that out loud, what if the Warrior had stayed? Would Friday would, would SmackDown be instead <laughs> districity? Might be because the Rock would never have gotten over against the Warrior because <laughs> the Warrior would be the only guy to kick out of the people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the whole landscape of wrestling changes for the better. For the oh, better. Oh God, yeah, yeah. They they'd still be doing wrestling shows in front of packed houses right now. Yeah, with COVID, by the way, yes. because when the you have the Warrior. And this power of distrucity, no pandemic. Distrucity is is the uh, it is the inoculation. Yes, it is the vaccine. It is the preventive is. cure. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "Wow, they really hate the Ultimate Warrior." I don't. I love the Ultimate Warrior. But I don't hate him either. I, there's plenty of reasons to hate him. There's plenty of reasons to mock him. But uh, there's definitely plenty of reasons to mock him. But he didn't walk out on my show, so I don't hate him. That's true. That's true. He didn't hold me up for money. Right. And actually, I stood outside his gym, his Uh-oh. his Warrior University, which is which was, I mean, it isn't here anymore, but it, it was in uh, nearby Scottsdale, Arizona. I saw his Jeep. I saw his gym. And there's even a picture of his gym in this very issue of Warrior Number 1. It's a drawing of it, and it's wrong because it says Warrior University instead of Warrior's Gym. But, I mean, they tried. You think like Warrior and, and um, Steve Borden Sting are actually the same guy, but one's an evil clone? You know, it's been a long time since I've seen them both in the same place. That's true. That's oh. true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Kerry Von Eric? Oh God, the Texas Tornado, good old peg leg, <laughs> peg foot. Come on, show some true. respect. You're right. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> To the pygmies in Africa. Um, that's a that's a Larry the Cable Guy bit. Have you ever seen him uh, do one of his stand-ups? I have not. Well, I, uh, I saw, like, the Blue Collar Tour mm-hmm. uh, back, like, the first time they added on Comedy Central, and I, yeah. I don't know that I've seen it since. Um, I think the standalone Larry the Cable Guy stand-up that floated around for a while, he, he would punctuate his jokes with, Lord, I'm sorry, and I apologize to all the pygmies down in Africa. <laughs> All right, 
when you've when when you, in your discussion of the Ultimate Warrior, when you've brought up Larry the Cable Guy, it is time to turn the page, and so we shall. Yes, let's read his intro, his his missive to the readers. Can we start off with the fact that the that already I want to throw this comic against the wall. Um, well, I don't think we've told people about the cover yet, which is actually drawn by a future Marvel editor in chief. Joe Casada. Yes, famously Joe Casada. Wild. <laughs> um, so if if you haven't seen the, the the cover of this thing yet, we have the Warrior logo. It's in color, not like issue number four, which is black and white. Um, this is in color, and uh, the Ultimate Warrior is seems to be wearing some sort of loincloth. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted. I almost said tunic, but I meant loincloth. He has a loincloth underneath his mustache. Shout out to you, Curly. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) Jesse knows occasionally I will reference people from my personal life that no one knows who the hell I'm talking about. I was going to pretend I knew and laugh anyway. So the warrior, full of Christmas cheer, he's got got a sack full of who the fuck knows uh, over over his shoulder, a green sack. He's wearing a Santa cap. He, of course, has his warrior mask on, his face paint. Um, he is full of musculature, as he would be. goodness. Yes. Um, you're not kidding when you say this looks like an image comic. Oh my God. It does? Yeah. And uh, there, there's a house with Christmas lights on in the background, and, you know, and, and a snowy landscape. Yeah. And a near-naked man on top of it. So yeah. far, so good. I, you don't get any better than that. All right. So the inside cover is black and white. Now, Chris, let me ask you a question. If you were going to put print block print over mm-hmm. an entire page of a black and white drawing what what color font would you use salmon pink <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard to read you can't read this shit <laughs> like it, it somehow makes more sense when you can't read it but you still can't read it yeah i i'm going to try here i'm going to i'm going to hold it up to my face like an old man you need like trifocals for this. I, was this? Did this come with a decoder ring? What the hell? <laughs> Maybe you had to cross your eyes a little bit, and it'll come into focus. All right, here we go. Happy holidays, warriors. Sure you do. You remember? How can you forget? You were going to catch him that year. Catch him red-handed. Catch him with the half the people listening to this are just like holy shit this is funny with the, with him the way he's reading it the other half like fuck this guy I can't listen to this podcast anymore <laughs> <laughs> catch him with the goods with your goods now you remember getting warm and fuzzy aren't you what I swear to God it reads this. One Did, of the. Can you imagine warriors like hunched over a fucking typewriter? To, to find this out? No, I, first of all, I don't imagine him. He was t- I, uh, pacing the room frantically, in, you know, <laughs> while his wife wrote it down. Sure, but I don't think he's typed in his life. YouTube videos aplenty, because queer and don't make the world work. But surely you've seen that video. Oh yes. Okay. Yes, I have. Well, I mean, really, what good wrestling fan hasn't? Um, all right. One of the greatest nights was Christmas Eve. You went to bed knowing that when you woke the next morning, the breaking and entering... 
the breaking and entering that took place was okay because the burglar left the goods instead of cleaning you out. Except for the cookies and milk, of course. You never caught him. But hey, man, the dude was there. You... <laughs> you... God, there's a whole page of this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're not even like a third of the way through. <laughs> you felt him. <laughs> I just want to stop and say I'm not high. I'm not. I have not had any alcohol. I'm not on any drugs. I haven't even taken Advil for a couple of days, and that's a first in two months. Oh boy, okay. You felt him, and a couple of times you even had a blurry vision of him. So he sort of looked like Dad, but you couldn't swear it was Dad. And besides, he was at your buddy's house too. It had to be real. You believed it, and that made it real. Then one year, an asshole. Oh yeah. Well... (laughs) Relatives love to be the bearers of this kind of devastating news. Presents himself and proceeds to smarten you up to this idea that Santa Claus is fictitious and Christmas is only for kids. Quote, Ah, man! What a bummer! You say to yourself. Careful not to show how you really feel while you run home to mom... And ask her the second most difficult to answer question you'll probably ever ask her. Number oh. one being, hey mom. Is Where this the babies thing... come from. Close. <laughs> <laughs> hey mom, is this thing hanging between my legs good for anything other than just peeing? Yes. Yeah, please, so... this? Wow. Who the fuck is this for? Uh, us. <laughs> 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 Two middle-aged men who grew up watching wrestling. <laughs> 30 years later. <sighs> <sighs> Taken. <sighs> Stolen. Never to given back. Just suck it up, boy. You're a man now. The subcontext of this first <laughs> run-on paragraph is laden with sexuality. And I don't know if he meant to do that or not. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he wrote this after he saw all the 
vascular imagery that we're going to cover in a little bit. I, I, maybe he was just really in that mood. I, I'm now just like, like I said, just picturing him. Did you did, did you ever watch the UFC? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you remember back when it was fun to watch Dennis Hallman <laughs> came to the cage in just a banana hammock with one ad on it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm picturing the warrior furiously stomping around his study, his den, <laughs> just in Dennis Hallman's banana sack, screaming this out while his wife furiously writes it down. This thing dangling between my legs. (laughs) Like, I'm almost picturing, like, he was done with the comic. It didn't sell. He was like, all right, I I can't do this anymore. I need to move on to other ways to rip off my fans, like a gym in his school. (laughs) And and then, like, one night in one of his just crazy warrior rants, he's just storming around this house in a banana hammock screaming about Santa Claus. And his wife was like, you know what? We should take this almost domestic violence and make... (laughs) And make a comic out of it. <laughs> sure, sure, your first attempt at this went poorly, but people like Christmas. <laughs> and <laughs> the warrior is not enough to turn people off from Christmas. No, is he? <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, up until then, you had faith. Life was good. Barney was your beagle, the best friend you ever had. Not some purple dinosaur, and Santa Claus was the epitome of ultra-exclusive customer service. A badass dude who always got the job done. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. He forgot a thing or two on your list once in a while. But hell, your list was 65 (laughs) 65 pages long! <laughs> and you knew you had your buddies to take care of as well. He had your buddies to take care of as well, sorry. Remember, life is the challenge. What to do? <sighs> Chances are that special asshole relative will be at the upcoming Christmas dinner. You know the <laughs> Christ almighty. You know the it one gets worse. <laughs> where all I mean better. <laughs> all points where all points family truce is in effort uh, in effect until New Year's Eve with the booze, the gloves come off, spilling his pitiful story about <laughs> Christ Almighty, dude, <laughs> spilling his pitiful story about how his or her life is nothing but a tragedy. I've been on this earth for almost forty-five years. Our Christmases are just fine. And we don't always get along, but we managed to pull it together on Christmas. I don't know For what he's on about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a this is like a George Collin bit here at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Leader, get out of the way. Leader, get out of the way. I obstruct. Good for fucking you, George. <laughs> Hi. Hey Lily, I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna come turn to a random page in here, and I want your honest reaction. Come here. <laughs> what do you think about that? What in the world is that? <laughs> that would be the ultimate warrior strangling the Grinch. Well, that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the poor Grinch. Okay, go away now. I feel bad for the Grinch. I'm sure you do. All right, where were we? Um, uh, what uh, was it? The, 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 how his his life was never amounted <laughs> to anything. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
Uh, nothing but a tragedy. (laughs) Yes. Well, when Fatso opened his mouth this year, shoved the special edition Warrior Winter Wonderland pinup book down his throat. I did mention that this that there was a subtext of domestic violence in this. And say, paybacks are hell, aren't they, Uncle Joe? And remember the two pilots. All right. After the smoke clears, snatch your grandma's favorite pumpkin pies. Go ahead, take them all. Nobody fucks with a Santa savior. Trust me. Along- quote, quote. Nobody fucks with a Santa savior. That's going in the promo for this. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a few dozen chocolate chip cookies, a keg of uh, milk, some Metallica Christmas melodies, and a few good buds, interpret at your own risk. Now plant your ass next to the crackling, you can hear it, can't you? Of a rich pinion smelling you can, oh my god the parentheses in this you can smell it can't you full blown <laughs> rustling campfire now let your eyes venture into the chill of the night while time runs back to these handful of days when believing was good real good back to the nights when you knew he was coming Back to the lines before the system stole what wasn't theirs to steal. <laughs> oh, good. Because what I like in my Christmas book is a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> and a political agenda. <laughs> but this time, you're going to catch him. And this time, he's going to stay because old friends promise to never cease believing. All about believing. Merry Christmas, warriors. Okay, I need a breath. So, can you do me a favor? Because this, the next page is more text. Okay. Yes. Um. And and you know, if if you're gonna do a uh, a gradient from a uh, from like peach to white, neon lime green is a good font <laughs> color for that, right? <clears throat> Uh, let's see if I can actually read this here. Ultimate Creations Incorporated presents... What the... F- Storytelling Extraordinaire. Oh, God, it says that. <laughs> One of the oldest and greatest stories ever told revolves around a seasonal character that has captured the imagination of what has to be every single human being that has ever walked upon the Earth. As you, as we know it, if not everyone, then certainly anyone since the creation of his story. That's big, bold, and bad. And Hollywood claimed to make it to make all the superstars and the sure. Jews. And let me tell you, <laughs> that comes back to the Colin bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's see here. And sure. And while you're at it, stroke this dick. <laughs> The warrior just told you to stroke his dick. My contacts at the North Pole have informed me that in recent years, Santa has... Exited? Gotten. Oh, has gotten. Oh, Jesus. Gotten a bad rap as a goody-two-shoes. Elf comicdom? (laughs) 
has asked if I could help set the record straight in exchange for a few cases of what the fuck nude Barbies <sighs> and enlighten those in the know fanboys as <laughs> need to know stiffs who don't read comics I can't read this word here well um, you know about the truths oh say no more already done Santa carries with him self-imposed something vision Vision, characteristically a jolly courier of Yuletide's somethingness. Happiness. <laughs> Yet in the universe... This is like of... reading with my son, by the way. Uh, dude, I, I wish I could read this stuff. <laughs> Yet in the universe of... Distrucity. We are fortunate in... Something. We are fortunate <laughs> he is seen differently, differently in the minds of some. Mind of some. <clears throat> Jesus. Alright, are you ready? I don't know. I got I, I think my eyes have crossed involuntarily at this point. <laughs> I was like, afraid. We were, I where was this afraid. gradient is. <laughs> every word that I struggled with here, you know exactly where the gradient was. Yeah, <laughs> it was right there. It's not bad when it's on the dark, the darker auburn part of sure. the the page. But yeah, as it goes into the white, like I can see it better than I could see the red on the white. But sure. yeah, you could you could see where like. You really have to get in close, yeah. As as the page change color, and my digital library, uh, uh, you know, copy here is uh, not in the best quality. Sure, yeah. I have the I have the, the physical. I went and got this on eBay. Um, <laughs> Eight eighty five dollars well spent. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, just so I don't have to keep flipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. The front cover is Joe Segata, Jimmy Palmiotti, and um, colored by Atomic Paintbrush. Page two and three pinup, Dan Lawless uh, on pencils, Jeff Albrecht on inks. Four and five, Larry Stroman. Six and seven, Jim Callahan. Eight and nine, Ron Lim and Callahan on inks. Ten and eleven, Dietrich Smith and Callahan again on inks. Twelve and thirteen, Flint Henry. Fourteen, fifteen, Dwayne Turner. Sixteen, seventeen, Bart Sears. 1819 Rick Hoberg 2021 Nelson 2223 (laughs) Jim Callahan again page 24 inside back cover Merritt Michaels Callahan on inks all other appendix except cover were colored by J.D. Smith illustrations okay Mm -hmm. let's dig in one more thing though we do see what's inside the bag here on the inside front cover it's mm-hmm. uh, it's candy canes and a troll doll and a warrior comic. That's what Warrior was carrying on the cover, I think. All of those things were on my Christmas list in 1996. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only there were some pogs in here, it'd be great. <laughs> okay. The first one, uh, innocently enough, sort of. Um, I mean, the, the concept of the evil Santa Claus is not mm-hmm. lost in popular media, we sure. Have a movie, we have, I think, one or two bad Santa movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think drawing Santa looking uh, a little dastardly, a little evil, is not totally outside the border of, you know, sanity. Sure. Uh, so you're here, he, the, it appears to be the Ultimate Warrior again, but this time he's got a full Santa beard and mm-hmm. a... And he's uh, dressed. Yeah, he's, got, he's definitely wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the sack. It's, the sack seems to be full of presents. It may mm-hmm. even be full of presents that are toys. Who knows? We can't say. Yeah, there's a head there. So it looks like a little doll. Maybe it's one of those nude bobbies he was looking for. 
Maybe. We just got rid of a bunch of nude Barbies. We uh, cleaned up my kids' rooms. Hmm. Did you, I, I, if, only, if only we had his address. <laughs> you know what? That's what we should have done. I should have sent the entire, you know, <laughs> box of nude Barbies we gave away to, to Mrs. Warrior. To Titan Towers, care of Dana Warrior. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's not a whole lot going on here in this first one. It's pretty innocent. It's, it's tame. Yeah. Yeah. Very tame. All right. The next page. We go right into horror, horror movie. Yeah. The warrior, and he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. He's emerging so, from a fireplace that's on fire. Yeah. And he's wearing a Santa cap, and he's got candy canes in his hand, and the fireplace is now broken because he's so large, and he's, okay. and he's scaring two small black children. I don't know why he erupted from the fireplace to scare these two black children, but Hollywood, if you're listening, there's your next pitch for a movie. That's it. <laughs> okay, Jordan Peele, you're the new king of horror, and you you seem to aim a lot of it at, at our uh, African-American population. There you go. Crazy half-naked man with face paint chasing black people in their, yeah, out, of, coming. out of a flaming fireplace. Out on of Christmas a flaming Eve. fireplace, yep. Make of that what you will, Jordan Peele. You're the talented one. Okay. (laughs) The next page is full of Christmas cheer. It is. And and Warrior, I think he... I think this is post-coitus. Yeah, I mean... Okay, so... The Warrior seems to be playing with toys, and there's a child, this time a Caucasian child, crouched behind the couch... Not entirely, hiding. Sh- yeah, hiding. Not entirely sure if he's in awe of Warrior here, or if it's like, why is this large shirtless man playing with my toys? Is the impression you're getting from this picture that the Warriors like fuck the kids? <laughs> and I don't mean like sexually. I mean like to hell with the kids. <laughs> you know, he's got a look on his. He's got a look on his face like he's very, very satisfied. That's the thing, like, he's playing with the kids' toys as if to say, I'm going to ruin your Christmas by playing with your stuff so you can't. He has no pupils in his eyes, so I don't know what he's looking at. But uh, he, he looks very pleased, and I don't even think he knows that there's a kid hiding behind the couch. Yeah. As we go through this comic, let's count the amount of pictures he's not wearing a shirt in. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> the first, well, he was wearing it in the... When he was outside as Santa, he was wearing yeah. a shirt. He had the full we'll Santa getup going on. <laughs> All right. Um, the Christmas tree, there's lots of toys everywhere. Yeah, and it's a, the, an X-Wing there, uh, a parachute guy. Yep. Yeah. And the tassels are just everywhere. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, the tassels are like Spider-Man's webs in a Todd McFarlane comic. Yes, it's very, very McFarlane-esque. It's, it's, either, it's either Spidey's webs or Spawn's you know, never-ending cape. It's yeah. very similar. Very nineties. Oh boy! So this is the this is the splash page I showed my daughter as she was passing through the living room, mm. and uh, the Grinch is being strangled with one hand by a warrior who has just warriored up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> it's either the Infinity Gauntlet or he's got like bare knuckle wraps on. It's true. And he's, he's like, completely blonde here, too. He is... 
is a he's a, a uh, what is it a, a platinum blonde here? It's it's pretty wild. The no and shirt, very, of course. And very yeah, of course, no shirt. That goes without saying at this point, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> his hair is very long. Very long. Like his hair was never that long in real life. No, no. Few people's were. Yeah, I mean, unless you're like an Asian gal. Yeah, your, your hair is never that long. And the tassels are everywhere. He should have been choking the Grinch with the damn tassels. Really? You think the tassels have a mind of their own? Like, you know, like, like it's they're venom symbiotic. symbiotic. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, there, there's, your, there's your Carnage movie right there. There are so many venomized Funko Pops. Like, if you like, name the character, whether or not they've actually been venomized, they've, they've made a there's Funko a Pop. Yeah. yeah. Hot Topic right now actually has a box. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That you can get with a t-shirt and a glow-in-the-dark fungal pop of a venomized Groot. Oh, God. <laughs> we need a venomized warrior. Big time. Did you ever, and I can't say read, because from what I understand, this particular uh, installment of a, of a singular Groot series was utterly wordless. But did you ever... Pick your way through the Groot series. I don't get Groot. I don't get the joke of him. Okay. Um, I, I don't get the gimmick. I think he's fine as like a character on a team or something. But when they started making whole volumes about him, it's like, okay, what now? <laughs> you know, you're gonna you're conning. You're stealing money every time someone buys an issue of this. <laughs> I uh, I'll tell you what. Somebody at Marvel and Disney saw the saw the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mo- second movie with Baby mm-hmm. Groot, and was like, "What else can we make a baby out of and make millions and millions of dollars?" Oh, fucking Yoda! Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I we we just watched the Star Wars Holiday Lego Show, okay, on, on Disney Plus, and there's a bit the the the, the premise is that Ray. You've not seen any of these movies, but bear with me. Ray yeah. uh, ha- has this time travel. I saw the device. real three Star Wars movies, sure, the real ones, but yes. that's it. Um, not the terrible ones that Disney put out. Um, I, I didn't see anything but the the real three. Okay, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Either way, you go. Um, but long story short, she has this device that allows her to travel through time and space, and so she sees different. Um, scenes of Jedi's being trained. You know, there's one of mm-hmm. Luke, there's one of Anakin, da 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 da. Um, so at one point, uh, her and Darth Vader are like fighting through time and space, like Dr. Doom and Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. um, from the awfully drawn issue that I'm remembering from when I read Fantastic Four, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, they fought through time and space once, uh, which had the best line in it by, by the way, by Ben Grimm, who was just like, you two take forever to say th- something that just, that's really short. <laughs> um, anyway. They're fighting through time and space, so they're going through different, just random scenes of the Star Wars universe of all nine films, and at one point, they pass through the Mandalorian. And my kids don't pay any attention to the Mandalorian, they don't reference anything, all they just yelled out is, Baby Yoda, we love Baby Yoda. (laughs) This is what I mean when I say Baby Yoda is a puppy. (laughs) My my wife is in in love with it, too. Yep. All right, moving on. Um, (laughs) All right. So... 
I think... I don't know if the warrior had kids when this concept of of a of picture art was was created, or, or what know. or what experience he has with this kind of an event. But what it is is children going to visit Santa and sitting mm-hmm. on his lap. Yep. So we have a gaggle of various childrens of uh, various races. Mm-hmm. One of them appears Bur- to be an elf. It's the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> that blonde in the front has really sharp looking ears so she's either an elf or a Vulcan yes maybe both um, I don't know why one kid brought a bat yeah <laughs> um, there's a sign that reads line starts one mile back I have been there <laughs> and you might be asking yourself dear reader dear listener but where's the warrior? Well, the warrior is dressed up as shirtless Santa. Mm-hmm. And there's a kid with a really long list. Probably 65 pages long. Yeah. And the ultimate warrior is sitting there as Santa with the child on his lap and just rolling his eyes. And thunder thighs like a bitch. You know, Bailey keeps saying we, we should try to get this author or this or this artist on the show for an interview and I'm always like eh, I don't I don't know mm-hmm. um, you know I have so much fun talking to you and Jesse and Bailey and anyone else you know and, and Alexis mm-hmm. um, you know but when you but I gotta behave myself if I have a real person on sure I would I would deign to get over that if I could just interview Dana Warrior <laughs> And ask her, what the fuck is up with your hus- your your late husband? Did he hate Christmas? And if so, why? And did he have the bubonic plague or elephantitis? <laughs> because those are some large thighs. Oh, and I don't know that they're completely thigh. Well, they... here, here, here's my thought. Here, he has to have you know in this picture. The, the The point of this picture, the story here, is that kids must sit on his lap. He must have a sturdy lap. And mm-hmm. therefore, he has big thighs. And giant testicles protruding from each <laughs> leg. <laughs> that mean, really? I thought that was thigh muscle. <laughs> those, those can't be his balls. <laughs> Maybe it's a Rorschach test that I failed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why does the warrior hate Christmas so much? What is the point here? I need to know. I want to talk to his wife. We need to. We need, it's like we or or his kids find out what they what he what did he what did he get you for Christmas? Did you have a did did was Christmas just like a lights out affair? No tree, no nothing. Or what I, was it? I think one of his kids wants to train to be a wrestler, and I'll trade her the exposure on the world famous Rattledge and Broadcasting Network oh, to yeah. find out if her dad hated <clears throat> Christmas or not. That is mm-hmm. all I want to talk to that person about. I think so. <laughs> oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. Them too. I don't. I don't like this artwork on this is next it, page. Is one of these kids smoking a cigarette? Does, does one of the kids have a, have a goatee? Okay, so we're still back on the Santa lap thing? On the, the, yeah, at the very last kid in the line here, I think it's, it's, it's a bald old man with a goatee. With I a, didn't even notice that. You were right, yeah. That is a middle-aged black man smoking a cigarette. <laughs> you what is he going to do to those kids? Yet, yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You haven't watched Dexter yet, right? No, sir. Okay, this is because uh, you'll you'll meet a guy named uh, James Dokes, and I think this might be him. 
he's the one who uh, he's kind of a meme now. Like his his catchphrase is "surprise, motherfucker," and he says it a lot. Okay. So you'll you'll like the guy. I I like him a lot. What is he? But do he looks those, like him. What are they gonna do to those children? Why is he in this picture? <laughs> and he, and he and he's he's got like he's his eyebrows cocked. Yeah, he's he, doing he like has the evil intentions. He does. He wants to know if you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> well, one can't because can, he's got his fingers up his nose. So I can't get. I can't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, so the warrior does have two children. Did he hate children in 1996? And and who, who drew this one? Do we, uh, I don't know, but I but okay. So what page are we on? I don't even. They're not numbered, which sucks. Um, could it be Dietrich Smith? One, I think it's Dietrich Smith. Three, four. There is a sig- there is a signed thing on the bottom of the panel, but I can't read it. Okay, so right it's panels twisted. nine and ten, or rather, ten and eleven. Sorry, yeah, Dietrich Smith and Callahan. We gotta find Dietrich Smith and find out what's up with that old man. Yeah, oh, I still want to talk to either Warriors kids or his wife and find out what the fuck on Christmas. <laughs> Maybe Dietrich Smith is our lifeline to the Warrior family. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Gotta think well, big. Well, since I'm looking at it already, uh, and the next one is by Flint Henry. Uh, <laughs> are you familiar with this particular artist at all? Because um, I hate this. <laughs> I know I've seen him before, but I couldn't tell you where. It's a uh, it's a very busy page. It's a very busy page. It's gross, is what it is. It's also very disgusting. Here, uh, there seems to be a one-eyed, one-armed flying purple people eater here um, <laughs> attacking Santa Claus uh-huh. and eviscerating reindeer like there are guts and stuff all over the place and there's elves being devoured it's disgusting yeah and it's like and the elves the elves all look like they, they're, they've been doing eight balls except for the Coke. one with the big boobs yeah yeah she's pretty hot looking there you go thank but, you Mr. Henry but the elves are gross Mm-hmm. Um, this looks like a like a splatter house kind of a thing. Even the warrior, who in every one of these pictures, you know, is drawn super muscular, super nineties, and everything. Like no joke, no no sarcastic comment about that. But even here, it's like like this artist tried to draw him all veiny and muscular, and he just yep. looks gross. He looks like Swamp Thing. Yeah, he he just looks like piles of meat. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, this is nightmare fuel. It is. It really is. And uh, it's... <laughs> what is this purple monster that's attacking Santa? I think you had it right when you... Well, you know, it's clearly it's, it's clearly from the Cthulhu d- dimension. It, it's a horror that our, our, our... We're not even seeing the whole thing now. We Our, our brains can't even... We need Betty Page in here. <laughs> we need Betty Page to read something backwards and get this thing back to where it came from. Uh, I'm going to turn the page here. Here we go. Let's do it. This is the one... That every time I have brought this up with somebody, this is the one they bring up. Yeah, this is the money shot. Yeah, this is this is the zenith of our story. Mm-hmm. Santa was a pregnant mm-hmm. belly. Yeah, and an Audi ch- belly button. Yeah, he is chained up against what appears Shack. to be a tree. Yeah, and uh, there's the warrior. With the head of a reindeer, tassels, and a loincloth. 
this looks like the beginning of a Nicole Bass uh, <laughs> bondage video. <laughs> Starring Nicole Bass as the Ultimate as Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And is this actually continued from the from the gory picture before? Because he's holding a reindeer caucus, right? Mm-hmm. And the reindeers were destroyed by the purple people eater. And then there was some there's a pile of dead elves here who were yeah. killed by the purple people eater. Is this a continuation? It might is this be. a serialized story? Well, I, I okay. So, is the warrior like I'll save you, Santa, from the flying purple people eater? But then I'm going to shackle your ass to a tree and burn down the North Pole and have my <laughs> way with you, like I that's, want to. That's something we didn't mention here. The North Pole is in flames. <laughs> What a Faustian bargain. Save me, save me. There's a there's a Cthulhu monster trying to eat me and my elves. I'll save you, Santa. Squirt. <laughs> but then you're going to grant me my Christmas wishes. <laughs> Holy Jesus. I'd like to show you my distrusity underneath my loincloth. Oh. <laughs> and the tassels are everywhere. The shirts are off. I mean, Santa's shirt is off. It's oh. so. I've been a fat guy most of my life, mm-hmm. and I've had a belly for a good part of that. Mm-hmm. Not as distended Not as. Distended. as... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, this thing looks like a Fabergé egg. It's got cracks going up the side of it. This looks like he's about to burst open, and aliens or xenomorphs are going to pop out. <laughs> it's the but rest he... of the reindeer. I'm, you know, but that's fine. I'm okay with all of that. What I'm not okay with is that, but to the side around surrounding his distended alien egg belly are ab muscles. He's got abs. Yeah. As a fat guy, and mm-hmm. a fat guy for most of my life, um, I you don't get to have a belly and abs at the same time. You don't just do side crunches all day. <laughs> you, you work those obliques out. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Santa's on uh, eight-minute side abs here. It's... Okay, so I do feel like this is a continuation of a story. It's gotta be, right? Because the next page is the warrior, no face paint, because it's sweated off. Mm-hmm. And... And oh my God! If if you, I'm 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 reading this via digital here, and when you if you roll if you're scrolling down to find this one, it looks. It looks very phallic before you get to the actual picture. <laughs> well, okay. So the warrior, like Conan, has slayed... And I think he's completely nude at this point, right? He's still got the loincloth on. He's got tassels. I don't know if that's his loincloth or just tassels. He might so, be completely nude. I mean, like I said, he... Well, whatever is left of his loincloth. Yeah. So the face paint's gone. The loincloth is there, but it's in tatters. He's got a sword between his legs, stuck into the ground. And I guess these are elves. These are different kinds of elves, or these are Lilliputians. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But there's there's severed heads all around him of the ogres that he has slayed on behalf of Santa. (laughs) I wonder if Drew McIntyre got his gimmick from this. Ugh. (laughs) That tells you a lot about the WWE these days. Like, hey, Drew, you, you can't seem to get over no matter what you do. What would make you interesting? What would make people really get into you? A good story? Well, I, no, we'll give him a sword. Warrior comic? And, 
All right, I've changed my, you've changed my mind. I think that would have made this more interesting. <laughs> oh, uh. man, there's so much blood. <laughs> there is so much blood. And what is Warrior sitting in? Santa's, Santa's throne? Well, no, I guess it's With not. Thornton. I mean, is, is it like, did he go down to hell or something? All right, so this has to be some sort of ogre kingdom. Because those mm. are all ogre heads, or, or, or oh gosh, the orcs, orcs maybe. Orcs, yeah. yeah, yeah they're, they're in that ones. family. And I guess he's sitting in one of their thrones because there's horns on it. Because I thought, I first thought it was like he had conquered the North Pole after raping Santa. <laughs> he saved Santa from the Martians, and then, then the orcs and the uh, thralls. Right, and then sat in Santa's chair, but that can't be Santa's chair. It's like full of horns and shit. Yeah. All right. Hold uh, on. Yeah, next. Okay. So, someone inspired by the Superman comics... Mm-hmm. Very next, much so. ...drew this next page. It's a bunch of people... Yeah. yeah. Uh, homeless folks, we would assume, and they are lovely, drawn, nice-looking folks. They're standing around a fire in a, in a, in a drum, mm-hmm. and Santa, Santa's in the night sky, lit by moonlight... And in flies the ultimate warrior, like Superman, again, only wearing a loincloth. Yeah. And, and the loincloth doesn't seem to cover a whole lot. Thankfully, he's in shadow. You think he's, You think that's just tights? It's like just two-tone tights? No. Okay, it's a loincloth. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> no, it probably is. Because <laughs> um, the way this is drawn and colored, I'm not entirely sure that that's his skin tone. I don't know. Yeah. It might just be the light from the, the hobo fire. I don't know. It might be. But, uh, but he is waving to Santa, so I guess they put their differences aside here. Yeah, this is, yeah I like this one. This, yeah. I, this one I would hang up on my wall. It's not bad at all. No. It's not this, bad at all. A city skyline, Santa lit by sure. moonlight, a picture of Christmas cheer of you know unfortunate homeless folks, a child with his arms stretched out waiting to hug excited. Santa Warrior. And warrior coming in with flowing locks. Totally. When when they were putting together this comic, and they were asking warrior like, "How do you want to be portrayed?" And I, and the warrior was like, "Well, really, you should use your artist's you know conception of what I am. Just make sure in every picture the tassels are unbearably long and chaotic." Oh yeah, half his personalities in those in those uh, tassels. If he wrestled in tassels that long, he'd have tripped over everything. Oh, imagine that. That, that. that could have been a, the, the new boom era right there. <laughs> didn't work for Titus O'Neil. It wasn't going to work for the Warrior. Maybe that's why the Halloween Havoc match went the way it did. The tassels <laughs> just weren't long enough. All right. All right. On the next page, we have what appears to be a carjacking. <laughs> a minivan jacking. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's happening here. Well, we do learn something very, very important about the warrior here. We were we've been asking what he how he feels about children. Yeah. Well now we know that he owns the warrior orphans home. Yes. Property of Can you of imagine? The... <laughs> like I'm picturing like an olive a twist with the ultimate warrior as like the, the headmaster. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Please, sir, may I have some more? <sighs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
unfortunately, I need more context here because I can't tell if these guys work with the warrior and they're and they're Which helping are, yeah. him steal presents. Well, okay, so there's a couple of angles that this could be. Okay, so mm-hmm. the warrior and his gang of ne'er do wells mm-hmm. might have high. <laughs> A brotherhood of evil warriors <laughs> um, might have hijacked this van and stole its presents for the orphans. That's that. That's one way of looking at. This. He's a regular Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing might be that those guys were in the van, mm-hmm. and he was coming, and they and the, and those are stolen presents, and he's taking them back. It's hard to tell. Could be, could be. He might just be Kool Aid Man. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> he's he's bursting through a wall here, I think. <laughs> and shirtless, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and here's the thing: there are four other gentlemen. Two of them are stacking presents on the cart that says "Property of Warrior o- Orphans mm-hmm. Home." Um, yes, and two of them look like they just shit their pants. Yeah, that's what I say. I don't understand. Like, are they working with the warrior or against him? Is he trying? Is he saving the day? And there's presents like strewn everywhere. I need more. All over. I need yeah. more of what's going on here. We should have. What we should have done is take the 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 letter the warrior wrote us in the beginning here, <laughs> cut out the words like uh, like Burroughs, and uh, just paste the panel, paste the narration on each of these pages here where it makes the most sense. Sure. Like this could be like. You tell that asshole, don't fuck with Santa, Santa Savior. That could have been the, the, the caption for this page. Our next one, if the other one was inspired by Superman, this next one is inspired by Spider-Man. Yes, he is whipping. And he is hanging by rope from what appears to be a chimney. His hat has come off. He's got his hair in a ponytail, mm-hmm. which he did a lot in, in late 96. Yep. Uh, his beard's coming off. His uh, fake beard. He looks like a hairy-chested man. Yeah. Um, there are presents once again strewn about: candy canes, teddy bears, and a warrior. Warrior comic. number one. Yeah. It's too late, but if there were time, I would insist that my warrior get me my my wife get me a warrior number one comic book. That's that's my takeaway from this warrior Christmas book, is that every good boy should have a warrior issue number one. Mm-hmm. comic for Christmas. Well, if not, I, I think you should ruin Christmas for everybody, just like he told us <laughs> in the beginning of the book. You just need like the, the worst shit you can be. Ruin Christmas. <laughs> tell someone to stick it up their ass. You you have the comic right there. You have the Christmas special to stick up your Uncle Joe's ass. Mm-hmm. Do that until you get the book. Be perfectly fine. So, Warrior would have wanted it that way. He's not wearing a shirt in this one. No. Drink every time we say that you'll have alcohol poisoning. Yeah, R.I.P., yeah. But he's definitely wearing pants. He has pants, yes. This isn't just two-toned skin. This is actual pants. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's pants, not either a loincloth or tights that look like Mm. bare-naked legs. Yeah. All right. And here we come to the glorious conclusion. Oh, Lord. So... I feel like Same. we're reading these out of order. This is very avant-garde storytelling. Okay. 
So clearly he was wearing tights earlier in the book because if you look here, the light is on him properly so that you yeah. can see the outline of tights as he's trying to wear Santa's pants. Why is he wearing Santa's pants? Because Santa has been knocked unconscious, milk mm -hmm. strewn over his... I hope that's milk. I'm not sure actually what that substance is because he wasn't drinking milk. He was drinking some sort of alcohol. Yeah. Cheap-ass booze. That's what that says. Okay, yeah, but there is definitely a viscous white fluid on his uh, right peck, okay. down his right arm. So, in my assumption of the story that took place here, the mm -hmm. warrior knocked Santa unconscious after he was already in a stupor from drinking cheap-ass booze, proceeded to ejaculate on his pecs, <laughs> and then thought, I'm a pretty girl, I want to wear Santa's clothes. I, I wonder if, like, maybe Santa was servicing Warrior orally? <laughs> I, I, That's I a possibility. And I, I mean, and our headcanon is all over the place with this it, one, but... Uh, yeah. Between the it, sand... it, is, it does appear to be nighttime out, but it is broad daylight at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, know. like, summer moon type deals where yeah. it's still daylight, but the moon's up. Yeah. I don't understand what possessed them to do this. Why do we need to have sexualized Ooh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior and Santa Claus? I mean, I know why, because it's awesome, but... Yeah, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I look, I, people are just like, I don't know what version of Rattledge this is, but this is the same guy that asked for, you know, pornographic shipping between My Little Pony and whatever dragon thing was in that thing, so... Um, and that was only a few weeks ago. So it's not mm -hmm. that I'm against this sort of thing. I'm just like... I just, Christian, I just mm -hmm. wanted to be in the room when this was being put together and pitched. You know, like, here's a thought. What the comic book world needs, what wrestling fans need, is, is a book that sexualizes both you and Santa Claus. And everyone was like, yeah, no, no doubt, sure. Mm -hmm. And so this thing was created and put into the world. I just needed to be there for that conversation. I'm thinking that Santa got undressed voluntarily because his shirt is neatly, like, folded atop the mantle. Lily, come his... here. Go ahead. Oh, Finish. no. <laughs> Look, I oh, want to no. show you something real quick. Oh, no. You should be. Oh, come, no. come over closer to the microphone. Oh, no. Scared. <laughs> oh, no. no. Come here. I don't trust this. Okay, but oh, we're doing this bit anyway, so come closer to the microphone. Wait. What do you think about this? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Turned right. This girl can't handle kissing in a movie. She's definitely not down with, with, with a strewn about Santa Claus and Ultra Warrior trying on his pants. What are you doing? <laughs> ruining comics for everybody. <laughs> ruining comics. Ruining Christmas. <laughs> I don't want that I'm guy to come on Christmas Eve. You, Dad. <laughs> you say you're sad now because of me. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right, go away. Let Daddy finish recording. All right. No, she's watching The Crown. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> Christian, this is your fault. I, I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've done so many Christmas shows. This is our first one that I have laughed this hard at. <laughs> 
<laughs> a pleasure to be of service. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> this was a hoot. It absolutely was. If folks, I mean, you could find you could find these images online if you if you look for them, and uh, we recommend you do because they they need to be seen. They really need to be seen. Um, there's a whole feature on it at iMockery you could find where uh, every page is there in, in glorious glorious uh, color. So yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Just that last page. Just that last page with Santa naked and covered in in a viscous white fluid. What what does an artist what does an artist's mind's eye see that makes them produce such a thing? Who who is that? Is that Merritt Michaels? That's another guy we got to find. Yeah, I'm now on like the hunt for other stuff these people have been responsible for. Oh Lord. Uh, oh, Lord. Hang on. Uh, yeah, Merritt Michaels. Yeah. I would say that, like, now that Joe Cassad is part of this, that one more day is not the worst thing he ever did, but. <laughs> Alright, so I'm on Comic Vine. Merritt mm-hmm. Michaels. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, Christian. Mm-hmm. He's made 11 appearances in Grim Fairy Tales, which, if you don't know what Grim Fairy Tales are, it's like like slightly horrific. You know horror books. Um, we're gonna do one later in the year for St. Patrick's Day, but all Dude, the women he's local to me. All the women are buxom. <laughs> it's all it's all cleavage and horror monsters. It's fantastic. Oh boy, Grim Fairy Tales. Check them out. They were all over the Ollies the last time I went there. Oh um, boy, he's also done Brigade, Threshold, and Blaze Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um. What's the other guy we wanted to look up? Oh, uh, Dietrich. Dietrich, okay. Dietrich Smith. Yep, okay. He also did Blaze Brothers, but he Mm -hmm. worked on Battlestar Galactica, Death of Apollo. He worked on Victor Laval's Destroyer and The Next. Hmm. Okay, The Next. That was a DC thing. Yep. I think I actually have a few issues of that because I have a few few issues of everything because I'm an idiot. But uh, yes, I do. And now, now that makes sense. Okay. All right. I think we've uh, ruined, just ruined everything enough for people. Mm-hmm. So that is a wrap on our Christmas show. I don't know if it's going to get any better than this. <laughs> It'll take some doing. Uh, but this was great. This was this was a lot of fun, and uh, we'll have to find something this ridiculous to do again. I don't know if anything this ridiculous even exists, but if it's out there, we'll find it and we'll talk I about it. Didn't think we top Marvel, but we we did. <laughs> we got oh, to put it. This out was got to be something else. This was a lot more fun than Marvel. Mar- Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take pen up art over block print any day. Um, <laughs> but we got to find out how those fish evolve, right? Oh my god! Um, all right, so tomorrow on the Rattlers and Broadcasting Network, we will review uh, a movie that was released in theaters. We had to leave our house; we had to sit in a theater and watch it. Based on the hit video game Monster Hunter, is the movie with Mila Jovovich Monster Hunter. So we will do a damn you Hollywood on that. But uh, uh, the last WWE show uh, official event of the year 
was TLC, Tables, Lattice, and Chairs, oh my. And so the Podsmen will be getting together to review that as well. Uh, we're going to review most of it, and then we're going to talk about Randy Orton setting a dummy on fire, and I'm going to try not to slit my wrists. I still have to finish watching that. <laughs> oh my god, you are in for a treat, let me tell you. <sighs> Uh, I, I've been tr- I've tried watching it like three times already, and yeah, <laughs> I get distracted by anything that isn't it. <laughs> Just not watch it. I I said to um, some <clears throat> of the some of the guys in a wrestling slash uh, combat sports chat that I'm in that <laughs> I fell asleep during Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Woke up realized I'd fallen asleep on the end of it, went back because I wanted to see how it ended. I was actually enjoying the match. I was just tired, and I fell mm-hmm. asleep. I went back, and I watched it. And then I fell asleep again, and when I woke up, Randy Orton was setting a dummy that looked like the Fiend on fire. Nice. And I was like, I don't care anymore, and I've wasted my life. And then I went to bed. <laughs> I don't think I like wrestling anymore. <laughs> um, but, however, we are not done with Christmas cheer. Uh, we will be reviewing Majestica, A Christmas Carol on the Metal Hammer of Doom. We found a Christmas album to review. Uh, mm-hmm. We do this every year, uh, and every year I like panic because I can't find something, and something comes out. And so uh, one year we did Tarja, oh, Tarja Bomb. Uh, one year we just did a mix of different things. One year we did a band where, uh, I think they're from Sweden. They're a heavy metal band that dress up like dinosaurs, and they have multiple albums. One of them was a Christmas album. How about that? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send you the link so that you can play it on Christmas Day as you open presents with your wife. It's <laughs> do they do a cover of, uh, of Last Christmas? Because everybody in the, uh, on the planet seems to have. The, la- the latest a, one uh, I've last... seen is by August Burns Red. Have you heard that one? No, no. Yeah. Um, uh, and then that's it, unless we end up doing a review of the Dynamite Hollywood, Hol- Holiday Bash. Um, We'll see. I'll talk to the Bailey about it. But that's it for that week. Last week, um, I gave you my heart. Mm-hmm. We did Batman Three Jokers. Spent a long time discussing that one. It was myself, uh, Christian, and Alexis Haina. That was just last week? Yeah, it's been a long week, oh. huh? Yeah. Uh, myself and just start to review the new Public Enemy uh, album. And uh, myself and the, uh, the Screaming Boy, Ronnie Adams, reviewed the entire Community series. And then we we ended the week with our latest chapter in the history of boxing. We talked about the real deal of Andrew Holyfield and, to a lesser extent, Riddick Bowe, Michael Moore, and against Pat Swiss's John Ruiz. And then uh, I had an early Christmas gift. Robert Winfrey was done with UFC coverage early enough that we could provide alternative commentary for Canelo versus Callum Smith. So that's in the archives as well, and a lot of fun was had. I love doing the boxing commentaries, and I was very happy we could get that done. So I am still on the lookout for someone who can do it a little bit more consistently out there in the boxing world. So if you happen to be one of those people in the Venn diagram who likes comics, bondage, and boxing... And Santa. And Santa... Uh, then, and you're listening to this, then, you know, hit me up and let's talk some boxing coverage. All right. I'm going to audition. I'm going to audition. He punched him. He punched him. He punched him. He blocked. He punched him. Uh, That would require you to watch boxing, sir. And from what you've told me, you don't don't do that. You don't even know what match I was even talking about right there. That's how good I am. That's right. Like, Chris likes to cover it generally. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's so much easier that way. Sure. 
specificities were killed boxing, they say. All right. <laughs> so you're reading all the X-Men comics all, all the time and talking about it. Tell the people. I am. I am. I am indeed. And this week, I'm taking a week off from the regular grind of X-Lapse, where I read and cover uh, issues of the recent X-Men, the current year X-Men, the stuff that you're probably meant to read once, take about 10 minutes to do so, put it aside, get to the next comic, read that one for 10 minutes, put it aside. Instead of doing that, I'm reading these things like two and three times, writing up like 25 pages of script, and then recording a show about them. So I'm spending like five hours on these books that really probably only deserve like 10, maybe 20. So uh, I needed a little bit of a break from that. And luckily, we have a holiday this week. So instead of doing regular old X-Lapsed, I'm doing Merry X-Lapsed, where I'm going all throughout X-Men history and just picking out five of uh, seminal and not-so-seminal Christmas issues to discuss it's taken me all over the all over the timeline here. We got uh, we got a book from the very early Claremont run back in 1976. Um, there's one from 1981, one from 1997, turn of the century. It's just been a really good time, a nice break from the the routine um, because it's starting to wear on me. Uh, a lot of the books were kind of samey, which isn't the fault of a book because that's kind of what they're supposed to do. It's just when you devote so much time to trying to analyze something and trying to think of novel things to say about the same old thing that you need a little bit of a break like this. And uh, Mary X Lapsed has uh, given me that break, and it's it was damn sure needed. So I'm having a good time doing it. Hopefully folks who do listen to the show won't be too turned off by the fact that we kind of shifted to uh, something else just for this week. And I uh, hope they enjoy the the coverage and my uh, revisiting and rediscovering some stories that I really, really enjoyed. Is there an issue of X-Men where Scott's given a large present for Christmas? He opens it up and it's a refrigerator. And he opens the refrigerator and inside is Jean Grey. <laughs> That's the one that Gail Simone wrote, right? <laughs> I practiced that joke before he said it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, if only. If only. <laughs> There's none where like Nightcrawler beats up and potentially... Uh, abuses Santa Claus. It's nothing like that, unfortunately. So. Chris Claremont has no imagination. Yeah, he, I mean, he. some of his characters do have some bondage outfits, but nothing like this. That's true. Well, I remember someone, like a top ten of like the, the worst outfits in comic book history, mm-hmm. you know, worn by, worn by women, and one of them, and I don't remember where, it was some independent comic, but it was mm-hmm. literally like this whole, she was a, as they all are, a busty woman who... She- Whose outfit might was was warrior's tassels essentially? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Those are out there. Those are out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of out there, we are done here on mm-hmm. our very merry source material Christmas. We hope you enjoyed it. Share it with your friends while we listening. Ho ho! Hope you d- you enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, please please share it with your friends while listening to. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, and the hat I got for Christmas is too big, and Pansy Division's Homo Christmas. These are all great Christmas songs to share with your friends and spread Christmas cheer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for Christian of the Cosmic Treadmill and X-Lapse, I'm Mark Rattledge. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Mad Kwanzaa. Have a happy and safe holiday. Be well, be safe, and behave.